Welcome to the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast with your hosts, Matthew Betts and Matt Okada. up guys welcome back to another injury recap episode this is matthew betts one of the co-hosts of the red shirts fantasy football podcast normally i'm joined by matt okada but uh if you're with me last week you will have heard this uh every week we're going to start off with a podcast that's short you know maybe 10 to 15 minutes long looking at the major injuries from week one um and okada is busy grinding away over at the nfl network so i am solo tonight once again uh talking injuries with you all for those of you who have been listening to the show, you know injuries are my thing. As a sports and orthopedic physical therapist, I see a wide variety of these injuries. So uh, I'm here to break it down for you all season. Be sure to hit that subscribe button so you don't miss any of these episodes because uh, I got a lot of awesome positive feedback from our listeners last week. And it was great um, saying, you know, this short podcast helps to get all the injury information you need in a very short and concise way. Uh, like I said, 10, 15 minutes long, max, giving you all the necessary information you need to know to stay ahead of your league mates. So without further ado, let's get into the week two injuries. Um, man, tough news at the quarterback position. We're going to start there this week with Ben Roethlisberger. News broke today on Monday that he uh, will undergo surgery and he is out for the year. Dealing with a right elbow ulnar collateral ligament injury. Basically what this is, the ligament that sits at the inside of your elbow, and uh, it helps to stabilize the inside of the elbow for the throwing motion. So um, in like baseball pitchers and obviously NFL quarterbacks, this ligament gets stressed with every single throw these guys make. Um, and eventually, it can lead to an injury to that ligament, especially with overuse over time. So obviously, Ben Roethlisberger is an older quarterback. He's been around the league for a while. News broke that you know maybe he was dealing with some inflammation leading up to this injury this week, so it's hard to say exactly what role that plays. But um, gosh, I mean thousands and thousands and thousands of throws on that right shoulder from high school all the way to his you know age thirty seven season um, have all kind of led to this. So non contact injury, basically an overuse injury with age. Regardless, that ligament is completely torn, and he is going to undergo surgery. He's out for the year. He faces about a nine to twelve month recovery process and the surgery here that most of you I'm sure are familiar with especially if you like baseball is the Tommy John surgery where they reconstruct that ligament on the inside of the elbow. Next Drew Brees also dealing with an ulnar collateral ligament sprain but a little different his is to his thumb so it, it's the same name for the ligament but you've got one at the base of your thumb and you have one on the inside of the elbow so for Brees you know on his follow-through he made contact with Aaron Donald you can see his thumb kind of awkwardly bend away from him or to the side. And that's the mechanism of injury for this injury uh, to the ligament. So for Breeze, same story. He's also going to undergo surgery. However, his prognosis is much better. This is a rehab that can go a little bit faster. It's a little bit more straightforward. And, you know, guys after the surgery do very well. So Drew Breeze will be able to return later this season and be effective when he does get back out there. Right now, the reports are saying it's about a six-week recovery timeline. I think that's a little bit too soon. I think week eight, uh, or eight weeks, I should say, is really what you're looking at here for Drew Brees. So he'll be out for about two months. 
Um, obviously, in single quarterback leagues, it's, it's tough to hold him that long. But if you're in a 2QB or a super flex, keep him on your radar in a few weeks because uh, I think it's going to be a situation where once he finally does get back, I think he's going to be effective when he's on the field. So uh, Drew Brees, short-term, obviously, is out for a little while. Long-term for postseason and for late in the year, uh, he should be good to go there once he comes back from surgery. Going into the running back position, Devin Singletary suffered a classic uh, hamstring strain in their win over the Giants. You could see him sprinting to the sideline on a, a rush attempt, kind of pulled up lame, grabbed the back of his thigh, and then as soon as the trainers went onto the field, you know, they were basically uh, looking at that left hamstring. So very classic mechanism. He's going to be out probably for week three. Hard to say exactly how long in terms of beyond that, but whenever you see a guy pull up, you know, and not really be able to put much weight on their leg with a hamstring strain, you're probably looking at a multi-week absence. So as of right now, still unclear as to how long he's going to be out, but I would say without a doubt, he's out for week three and potentially longer. Next, James Conner of the Steelers dealing with a knee injury. He hyperextended his left knee uh, in the, the game against the Seahawks on Sunday. And initially, you know, reports out of the locker room are that it's, it's not a big deal. We'll have a precautionary MRI which he had today on Monday. And fortunately, it did not show any ligament injury, which is fantastic. However, this is being called a bone bruise. And uh, I want to caution everyone because James Conner came on a local radio station there in Pittsburgh and said, you know, I'm going to play in week three. Don't worry about it. However, let's not forget a bone bruise is a very, very painful injury to play through. And while it doesn't sound like a big deal because, the you know, the term bruise kind of has a very mild meaning to it when you hear it. You don't think it's a big deal. But a bone bruise essentially is a bruise or an impact to the cartilage on the inside of the knee. And this causes a lot of pain, sometimes even more pain than like a meniscus injury or, or that kind of thing. You can get swelling with it. So, you know, I'm not there with, with James Conner to examine his knee. But when I hear bone bruise, I just think of Marvin Jones from last year. And if you all remember, he uh, finished the season early because of a bone bruise. So James Conner is confident. But I'm not quite confident yet because if this is something that keeps him out, you know, for a couple of weeks, I won't be surprised. It's it's certainly something that's in the realm of possibility. So for James Conner, definitely keep that on your radar. Really monitor the practice reports this week, uh, especially on Friday. I think that's going to tell us the story of if he is going to play or not. Next, pair of Chiefs running backs, Damian Williams and LaShawn McCoy. Let's start with Williams, who right now I'll call day-to-day with a right knee contusion or a bruise. Um, like James Conner, he's getting an MRI on Monday. However, as of the recording of this, which is at about 7.30 on Monday evening, we don't have the results of that MRI. So uh, be sure to follow me on Twitter at TheFantasyPT, and I'll definitely let everyone know kind of how he's doing as the week goes on. But right now, we're in wait-and-see mode with Damian Williams. Could be a similar situation uh, as to James Conner, where I'm more concerned about a couple of weeks' absence here. Or this could come back very clean and, and we'll basically just call it you know, a mild sprain or uh, a light contusion to the front of his knee. And if those are the, the situations that we're looking at, he could play in week three. LaShawn McCoy, however, dealing with a left ankle sprain. Um, right now, again, we'll call it day-to-day. He also had an MRI on Monday and we don't have the results of that yet. But like, you know, like Williams, his teammate, I do think he's going to show up on the practice report as far as injury this week. Uh, they'll probably try to manage his reps as long as that MRI comes back clean. Try to have him out there for week three, but I can tell you this uh, with confidence: he's not going to be 100% on Sunday in week three if he does go out and play. 
I mean, you have to look at what just happened with Joe Mixon and his ankle injury, clearly affected on Sunday. So LaShawn McCoy, in my opinion, is someone that you should leave on your bench. Even if Damian Williams is out, I think this is a big Darwin Thompson week with Damian and LaShawn both really banged up here going into week three. Let's move over to the wide receiver position. We'll start in Dallas with Michael Gallup, who uh, tore the meniscus in his left knee. He's going to undergo surgery, much like DK Metcalf, and have that uh, the piece of the meniscus that's torn basically trimmed up and to remove it. And, you know, that's a very short recovery, usually in the realm of two to four weeks. Uh, when DK Metcalf came back out in two and a half weeks, I still thought he was not close to 100%, but I think at this point in the season, you know, after two weeks, we can say he definitely is. So Michael Gallup, I expect a similar recovery timeline. He'll probably miss two games. Could come back after that. Maybe questionable to start the first week when he's out there on the field in terms of relying on him in fantasy. But long term, you know, I'm not too concerned about this. He should be fine uh, in the second half of the year. The Eagles, man, what a week. These guys were banged up all over the place. Alshon Jeffrey uh, left early on Sunday Night Football with a calf strain. We'll call it week to week. I don't really feel confident about his ability to play this week because of how early he was held out. Um, on Sunday Night Football and didn't return, and there was no real chance he was ever going to return. So I think that tells you what you need to know about this calf strain. Um, and then we'll talk about it here, too, with Deshaun Jackson. He's dealing with a groin strain. Same scenario, where uh was ruled out early, didn't even have a chance to come back. Uh, and so, you know, for I think both of these guys, the prognosis is similar in that they might call it a week-to-week type of absence or, you know, beat reporters or what have you might say, they're going to try to get him ready for week three. I don't feel confident about that. I mean, you look at what these two muscle groups do. Obviously, the calf is really important for pushing off and sprinting. The groin is really important for changing direction uh, for Deshaun Jackson, you know, to be able to stick his foot in the ground and explode and go the opposite direction. That's a lot of stress to a groin. And uh, we know with these muscle injuries, the biggest risk of re-injury is within those first two weeks back on the field. So for Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson, for their long-term prognosis for this season, hopefully this team is smart and they hold them out for a couple of weeks because if not, the re-injury risk is quite high. Uh, these are both probably flex type of plays in fantasy, and if you've got better options for this week, because of injury, I would look elsewhere. Uh, kind of hard to trust those guys in the first week back. Last wide receiver here, Cody Latimer, uh, left early with a, con- a concussion on Sunday. I always call concussions day-to-day because the recovery for a concussion is non-linear, meaning just because it happened on Sunday doesn't mean that by Friday he's going to be good to go, and that doesn't mean that the week is going to always increase in terms of his activity and his recovery. It could be a situation, and, and we've seen this a bunch with other guys, where he starts to progress as the week goes on, and then all of a sudden they ramp up his practice activity and the symptoms come on, meaning you know headaches, dizziness, fatigue, that sort of thing. So, you know, truly day-to-day, this could be one that keeps him out uh, for a week. It could keep him out for two weeks. He might not even be out at all. So truly day-to-day, truly watch through practice reports. Worth noting, Sterling Shepard did miss last week with a concussion. So uh, the Giants are definitely banged up at the wide receiver position. Hopefully they can get both of those guys back out there in week three. On to the tight end position. Dallas Goddard, uh, you know, I should have just lumped him in there with the Eagles, but same story as Ashon Jeffrey. He has a calf strain. A little bit of a different scenario, though, uh, for Goddard, who was dealing with a calf strain for the early part of the preseason. And so 
for Dallas Goddard, that matters because, you know, we know these muscle injuries when they tend to recur and happen in close proximity to one another, the recovery timeline is going to get lengthened. So if you were going to ask me to put money on who plays first, whether it's Alshon Jeffrey or Dallas Goddard dealing with the same injury, I would say Alshon Jeffrey because Dallas Goddard now has a calf strain, um, you know, in just a few weeks apart. So his recovery timeline is probably longer. I think Dallas Goddard will probably miss at least a week, maybe even more, and uh, and really not be himself for a few more weeks after that. So this is good news, obviously, for Zach Ertz owners because Goddard was kind of a guy that people are pegging. You know, maybe he'll take away some snaps and some targets and that sort of thing. It doesn't look like that's happening for at least a couple of weeks. Final player, Tyler Higby uh, of the Rams, dealing with a chest injury. And I'll be perfectly honest with you guys. I truly don't know exactly what's going on with this situation. Um, it's just being called a chest injury without a real diagnosis. So it's hard to comment on what's going on there with him. Uh, let's call him day to day. Let's monitor the practice reports. And again, once we have more information, I'll be, for, be sure to let you guys know on Twitter uh, what's going on here with Tyler Higby. All right, guys, that should wrap it up for the week two injury recap podcast. Thanks so much for listening. Uh, appreciate that. If you like what you're hearing, Go over to your, your podcast app, hit the subscribe button. Please leave us a rating and review. It truly helps out the podcast more than you know. Um, and if you want to interact with myself and Okada on Twitter, find Okada at Matt Okada. Find me at the Fantasy PT, and find the show account at RedshirtsFFPod. All right, guys, Okada and I will be back on Thursday. We're going to preview week three, get you ready to dominate as we always do. Thanks for listening, and until then, we are the Redshirts. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of the Red Shirts Fantasy Football Podcast. Hit us up on Twitter at RedShirtsFFPod and check out our website, RedShirtsFantasyFootball.com.